Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home We're heading over to cover the James Madison game in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Friday night. We'll be doing the show live from Harrisonburg tomorrow, so that'll be very fun. Leading up to Montana's playoff game against James Madison, a lot of questions. The number one answer is it's on ESPN2. That's how you're going to be able to watch it. It's also the only football game in the United States on TV on Friday night, so a big opportunity. It's also 5 p.m. kick here local time, so we will have Nuanas now live tomorrow from 2.30 to 4.30 here, Montana time. So very much looking forward to that. And then the road trip continues. I guess the plane trip continues. We'll be t- catching a bird to Houston, driving up to Huntsville, and we'll catch Montana State's quarterfinal game against Tom Ra- top-ranked Sam Houston uh, on Saturday evening. That game kicks at 7.30 local, so that's 6.30 Montana time. So in today's show, we're going to get you all ready for all of that. If you want to listen to Nuanas now or view it somewhere outside of the SWX, you can listen live at 1029ESPN.com. Just click on the listen live and you'll find the stream. You can also hit us up on YouTube, N U A 
N-E-Z will get you there. We're not in the studio, but it is the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsports, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online at nwmsrocks.com. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You want to be involved in today's show? You want to call us, text us, whatever? Leave us a love note, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. We're going to get things kicked off with Brooks Nuan as our Big Sky Conference go-to guy when it comes to analyzing all this stuff. Maybe even touch on a little NFL a little later on, but we know what you want. You want FCS football. This is the first time in a long time both these teams have had true national championship aspirations at the same time. Uh, so it's been a very fun season so far, and uh, we'll continue as much great coverage as these teams allow us to have. Hopefully we got some more coverage coming at you. Either way, you know, win or lose, we'll continue to break this stuff down next week. But it is an exciting time for people here in the state of Montana. We're also going to catch up, give you a recap of the first semester worth of our Student of the Week, our great partners at Mattress Firm, as well as ABC Fox Montana. We've been choosing... Some of the best students from across the Treasure State each week, highlighting them for their academic and community as well as athletic accomplishments. And uh, it's been a busy time because it's uh, there's finals coming up across the board, across high school. So we have a couple we still need to catch up with. We're going to give you a lowdown of all the winners so far this first semester, and also a couple pieces of news because we had a couple of our student of the weeks make college decisions in recent weeks. So that's very fun as well, so we'll get to that as well. Going to hear from Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach, and Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach. And then we'll hear from our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. So it should be a fun and jam-packed. Nuan is now here for you on a Thursday. In real time, if you're listening, we are probably about to Minneapolis. So this whole show is a little pre-recorded, so if there's anything in here that is any at all dated or there's anything that breaks in the span of recording this till now, and now you know, we got to tell you, FCC regulations indicate that we got to tell you when stuff is pre-recorded, but uh, that's where we're at. But we didn't want to leave you hanging. We know it's a huge week, and uh, we've got all sorts of great listeners, great sponsors, and uh, you to make sure we keep happy. So we are happy to do it, and we're happy to make this adventure into a reality. It's going to be a lot of fun going to a couple of the best football venues in the FCS that are not Montana, Montana State. So it should be a good time. It should be a fun trip. In studio now here on a Wednesday, recording for you on a Thursday, Brooks Nuon at Skyline Sports joining us. This is our All Football All the Time, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine has a gift for you this holiday season. Unwrap the savings on over 1,500 new and top quality pre-owned boats and RVs. Our friends at Brett's, they are the largest RV and boat dealership in this state and any of the five states nearby. Brett's RV and Marine has been locally owned and operated since 1967, providing exceptional service for more than 50 years. You can call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online at brettsrv.com or you can visit any of the four locations, including here in Missoula at 4800 Grand Creek Road. Brooks, what's up, man? How you living? I'm wonderful. I'm in studio. Look at this, man. It's 45 degrees in the Caribbean seas. <laughs> I'm out here. A, a nice studio. I've been in here a lot, but it feels good in here today. No doubt about it. Crazy that uh, we got basketball rolling right now as well. A couple notes just because they're on the TV right behind me. Montana State had a big win last night in men's hoops, 68-49 over North Dakota State. So 
Uh, first Division One home game of the season for Danny Sprinkle, 10 games in. That's uh, pretty indicative of the struggle uh, the struggle that there is scheduling non-conference games for these Montana schools. And now the Bobcats, I think, is Leah Beatty, who is the daughter of Kelly Pilcher, one-time great Lady Grizz point guard. Leah Beatty was the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week this week. So congratulations to her. We'll keep you all up to date with all things hoops. Uh, but, Brooks, let's talk about last weekend's football games first and foremost. Uh, we both had an opportunity to be both in Missoula on Friday night and Bozeman on Saturday. So let's start with the game that came first, the throwdown Friday night at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Um, it's been a minute since I felt like I felt on Friday, and it was uh, it was a pretty sweet atmosphere. I thought the fact that the game was fully out of control made it even better. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of different talk. People want a lot of different things. And I think a lot of times people want athletes to be more savory or wholesome than what I like. What I like is throwdowns. What I like is smack talking. I've heard from both sides, both the Grizz and Eastern Washington, Oh, you guys don't have any class. You guys talk a bunch of smack. That's what I'm here for. That's what I want. I hope that everybody just can get over the fact that it might be offensive to them because it's not. That's what sports are, and this is an impassioned, I don't care what Bobby Houck says, rivalry. And so I thought Friday night was uh, was pretty darn fun with uh, Eastern Washington in town. A 57-41 victory for the Grizzlies. Yeah, man, they brought it, right? I mean, it was uh, it was pandemonium for, from the first kick, and, and Eastern came out, and gosh, they took control of the momentum early, and it looked like they were probably going to hold on to it for the better part of that first half, and, and, and Montana was able to, to you know, kind of hold strong and make sure to close out that half just down a point, and, and Eastern Washington center being hurt uh, was a big deal. Um, and then Eric Berrier gets knocked up a little bit in the second half, the East Washington quarterback, and, and that definitely affected some of what Eastern wanted to do offensively, but much more so it was it was the Grizz defense and the ferocity they brought to that game. There was some smack talking, but I didn't think it was outlandish. I thought it was relatively fair. I mean, that's kind of like you said, and during a rivalry game, a playoff game, a team you've played earlier in the season, I think that's to be expected. I also think it's kind of par for the course. It, it didn't bother me one bit. Between the two games, though, before we get into Montana State, I don't think there was a holding call in either game. That's Not amazing. One. I Not think, one. Sign me up. Everyone who says there can be holding called on every single play in football, I think that's egregious. I think it's silly. And I also think that when there's five or ten holding calls in a game, it really does throw the momentum. A holding call for a 10-year-old penalty is a little much for me, in my opinion. Uh, I love that there was none of that. There wasn't a ton of pass interference. They kind of let that thing go. Um, and look, 57 to 41. They put, put up almost 100 points in a game that they, you know, was a little bit free compared to the, the standard refing in the Big Sky Conference. So I loved every second of it, man. As you mentioned, I haven't had a feeling like that in since probably Montana played North Dakota State. And then before that, it had been another three or four years. So it's been you know, a sprinkling of, since we started Skyline Sports, a sprinkling of games that looked like that. That was definitely in the top three or four. No question. It was a fun evening in Missoula, no doubt. 17 possessions on both each side in that game. That That's how you have the momentum swings that you get. That's also how you have a 93-minute third quarter I thought it hurt as long. It, it, it was it was great because it was so much action. But man, I looked up. There was ten fifty left in the third quarter, and it had been going for a long time. For a long time, for sure. 
the thing too is you can talk about the holdings and the way that it disrupts the momentum. But on the other side, though, there were so many penalties that were called and that weren't affirmed. So the actual scorebook didn't have a lot of penalties in it because there was multiple times they called penalties and then overturned them. There was two different targeting calls that made the game. I mean, that was extra 10 minutes each for those reviews. Eastern center going down. I thought not only was that impactful because of the in-game stuff, but also because it let everybody get back into the stadium. Um, Eastern, Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, Eastern wanted to to uh, have the ball after halftime, and they went three and out, and then Montana scored, and then they got the ball back again. And a lot of times in that situation with quick scores like that, there still won't be people in Washington Grizz, but there were because of the five or six minutes that it allowed everybody to get back in. Also, though, it was crazy. I went and got to see Mom at halftime, and uh, usually I can just walk right there. There's no impediment whatsoever because everybody's already bailed because everybody just leaves 10 minutes before halftime so they can go have some sodas. And it was hard to get to Mom because there were so many people that stayed in the stadium. So I think people, they, they knew what was at hand. They knew that it could have been Montana's last home game. They knew it was a fierce opponent that had beat Montana earlier. And that's why, I mean, I think that people can sit here and criticize like bulletin board material and stuff like Tololo Limo Jones and everything he said before the game and after the game and during the game. But that's why fans stay in the stadium. That's why you have the biggest crowd in the history of Washington Grizzlies Stadium for a playoff game because of that kind of stuff. So I think it's great. Absolutely. Sign me up, man. I mean, talk the smack all you want. And then like Tololo said, which I, I mean, it's, you know, kind of an egregious comment to say he let his play do the talking when they just got a beat down. But, <laughs> 14 uh, catches for 203 yards, but he, he could have had, had an extra 100 yards, though, if he could catch. He had two huge Tololo drops. Lemo Jones left 150 yards on the table against the Grizz this season. He dropped three different 50 to 60 yard touchdowns, including one on Saturday or on Friday. That's kind of like, you know, it's it's a little bit tough to say that you're just, everyone catches every 65 yard bomb, but um, so drops. Sure, he did have one that was pretty big. But regardless, he wasn't scared. He didn't back down. And that's be- that's the beautiful part of football is that you can say something, and guess what? you got to go line up and, and, and deal with it in a physical manner. So I love it. The trash talking, I get that it can be a little unsavory from time to time. But at, at this exact moment with those two teams, I thought it was great. And, and at the end of it, Eric Berry got in a little fight, a little tussle with Patrick O'Connor right before half. And all sorts of stuff happened. And there was helmets off on the field. And afterwards, Berry stayed, shook hands, talked to Coach Houck. That's how that's how it plays out, you know. It's 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 more of a between the white lines kind of thing. So, what what, what a night! Nuanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas in studio with Brooks Nuanas and Brooks. That the following day we went to Bozeman, and the wind was blowing so hard you could hear the flags flapping through the press box glass. You were sitting for certain parts of the game in the northwest corner of the uh, end zone on your little stool, and it was almost blowing you off your stool. Not ideal situation for a freshman making his first career start in a loser-go-home game, as Tommy Mallott did. Still remains to be seen if he can throw the ball at a functional level well enough for Montana State to continue to, to move on, but pretty impressive for the kid from Butte making his initial start, especially with all the drama and distractions that Montana State had to endure last week. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they did fleet with Matt McKay um, tr- entering the transfer portal. You know, he started this entire season at quarterback. And uh, have you ever seen something like that, Coulter? 
I don't think that we've seen a guy that announced it himself right on the verge of the playoffs. No. Yeah, or in season, like not something we've covered. It was pretty unique. Elijah Dotson pieced out on Sac State four games into this year, but that's because he wanted to maintain his red shirt. But other than that, that yeah, but that's not much. different, you know. I mean, to finish an entire season and then enter the portal when you made the playoffs and you know went nine and two, what a thing! So a lot of distractions. Taught him a lot from Butte, man. What a guy. He. Uh, Oh geez, oh geez, he's you know he's uh, he's a real nice young man. <laughs> he, I think it's so awesome though, dude. It is awesome. I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, we haven't even talked about this. It's very clear that Tommy Mallott is uh, dedicated to the weight room. He's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah. And if you look at well, Sean Rainey and I were at SWX last night watching highlights of him in high school, and he's significantly bigger than he was back oh, then. Oh yeah, he's way bigger than last year. That, though, I think is part of why this internally is not a big transition for the Bobcats. When you talk, I mean, we talked to Ty Okada, Mondre Williams. I've talked to Ty Okada, Mondre Williams, Lewis Kidd, Taylor Tuiasa Sopo about Tommy Mallott over the last two weeks. They all are like, we love Tommy Mallott because of showing up to work every day. But I think that the fact that they had almost two years with no games, so all you're doing is grinding with your teammates, particularly in the weight room. A guy like Tommy Watt is making a lot more friends because he's doing all the same stuff because he's trying to get on the field. He knows he might be covering kicks. He know he might be playing receiver or running back or whatever, so he's lifting like a linebacker, not like a quarterback. When you have the identity of a team like Montana State, I think that actually gets you farther. So as far as like the drama and the distractions that came from Matt McKay doing this in the fashion he did, okay, that is what it is. But I don't think anybody that actually plays for the Bobcats is – anything but excited about having a dude who fits their team identity much more fluidly moving forward. Yeah, it's, it does fit the identity, but you mentioned it when in the lead-up is, is is can he find a way to throw the ball functionally? Sure. I think it's pretty clear that that's not going to happen this year. Mm. Uh, like, it's not like he's not going to learn today. <laughs> he can't throw How much of it, it is them trusting well, him, man. though? Because, I mean, Tommy Malak could throw the ball better when he was in high school than multiple guys I've seen start Division One games in the last couple of years. Oh, absolutely. The ball's about 17 times bigger. Um, mm. The guys come off the edge a little bit faster. <laughs> um, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, there's a reason that, that there is so few true freshmen or redshirt freshman quarterbacks that start at, in, in the Big Sky Conference, especially at the Montana schools, for a reason. Um, talking a lot, though, uh, the one thing that I would like to bring light to is as someone who really enjoys watching people run and and finding uh, the element of speed in football, Tommy Mallott is fast, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. Real I mean, deal. I mean, fast. he ran a 4-5 at Dan Fletcher's combine when he was a junior in high school. He's real fast. Like, he had a couple really of bursts that were like, woo, this guy is real fast. Real fast. Like, the Chris Murrays of the world are elusive and have stride, and, and Troy Anderson, of course, is, is very, very fast. He's one of the fastest functional players I've seen in a while, you know, because we're not, you know, the Gabe Solsters of the world, fast, super fast, small guys, you know, but quite small. Junior Bergen, pretty fast guy, pretty small. Uh, Tommy's a beast. He's pretty thick, man. He's got the pipes. He's got the gun show out. Um, he was all bruised and battered at the press conference, but he looked like he took it like a, like a man, and I think he's kind of a next-level athlete. Top time in high school uh, in the sprints. He uh, just missed the finals in the 100 meters as a senior, but um, was the Eastern Division champion. He ran 11-1-5 to win the Eastern AA uh, in high school, and then his top time in the 200, 22-3-5. It's pretty fast. Fast. 
So uh, he definitely has, and, that, and that's from a couple of years ago. He he certainly developed his lower body and and his speed a, a lot in the, in that uh, since that time. And he's big man, and you know they they had it dialed up on offense. They ran some cool stuff for him, but like you said, is that maybe some coaching stuff not? Getting him into plays where he can functionally throw the ball, yeah. But his his motion, his release is is definitely raw. You yeah. know, it's not it's not going to happen today for him, or you know, this coming Saturday. I don't think it needs to for them to win to win a national championship. Probably does, right? Um, but could they get a win this weekend with him behind center? I think absolutely, and that's just due to it's a it's a challenging offense, and they're also they're running their entire offense is check with me. So he yeah. gets the line of scrimmage, and they're not calling plays. And Taylor Housewright looks at the at the defense and then calls a play and then right. check with the sideline, which is what what you do with inexperienced guys. But it's smart for them to not have to like put the play call in his mouth and make it pretty much just a wristband thing. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as. SWX Montana Television, Brooks Nuanas in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, all football all the time, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Thanks to Brett's for all their outstanding sponsors throughout the football season. Happy to have those guys on board with us here at ESPN Radio. Before we get into breaking down these upcoming matchups for the Grizz and the Bobcats, there's a little nostalgia to both of these matchups, and I think that's what's great about this current Final Eight in the FCS. It's the programs that matter. It's the programs with stories. It's the programs that have been here before. The only new person to the dance in this thing is East Tennessee State. Other than that, these are you know arguably the seven most prestigious football programs at the FCS level. Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Sam Houston, James Madison, and Villanova. Those are most Casual football fans can tell you something about those schools. I remember when we played those guys back then. I remember when those you know, those schools have literally won like eighteen or nineteen in the last twenty national championships. Right, and the funniest part about it is neither of the Montana schools are the ones that have won it, and neither is South Dakota State. So there's three in the field that are very hungry. And Sam Houston just got their first one as well. That's because uh, the one and only Bison have been dominating this thing and uh, hogging it for about ten years. But before any of that, uh, do you remember back? In 2008, when the Grizz went out to James Madison, I know you were still in high school, right? Yeah, I do remember. Do, do you remember when they go play the number one team in the country and oh, knock them off? Absolutely. I thought it was the it was the biggest win of my memorable lifetime at that point. It was it was a huge deal, and and James Madison was definitely on my radar as far as they had become. It was I, we had talked about this on the car ride. It, it had become to me that these teams that the Grizz had beat were were Delaware and McNeese State and then James Madison. And these were like foreign programs to me that then became you know household names just due to the Grizz playing them, the level that they played at, knowing what the Grizz teams were, and then watching those teams compete, you're like, oh, wow, the football in that league is great. The, fo- the football at the top end of the Colonial is great. And James Madison, yeah, they popped, man, and, and they've continued to do so. I think it's I think it's one of the most impressive programs in the entire country. And if people who are listening who haven't seen their stadium, just wait. I mean, it is darn impressive. It might be the most impressive looking. Uh, yeah. Washington Grizz is gorgeous, and it, it, it's just it's so unique, and it's such a uh, as they like to call it down there the mecca of football sure. uh, in the FCS. But North Dakota State has a pretty good one too. James Madison Stadium is darn impressive for sure. I mean, it's that, it's the size of Washington Grizz, so that'll be a key factor as well. And then down in Huntsville. Um, now, my least favorite place in the world. I I have never been to a worse place uh, in my time covering sports. But they draw really well, and Sam Houston State's never lost a game on, on their home field in the playoffs. Never, not once. Seventeen and zero at home, and wow, they draw well. They get into it. The band is going to be the best band you ever heard. One hundred percent. Turn up it. the 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 TV during the timeouts for sure. 
you probably don't remember quite as much about Sam Houston, but then you probably do because of those runs with the Grizz. I guess you were still – that was right when you were just getting done playing at Montana, right? When the Grizz played Sam Houston the week after they had taken out Daenerys McGee's Bobcats. And uh, those Sam Houston teams, that's what the playoffs are crazy because oftentimes there's such good teams, and if something goes the right way – that team could definitely win the national championship because for a long time, it never was just like chalk. You never just had this versus this. But people forget that North Dakota State, when they won their first national title in 2011, they beat number one, Sam Houston. Sam Houston was number one. Tim Flanders, Richard Sincere. Oh, Tim Flanders is so sick. So sick. The Barry Sanders of of one FCS my, football. One of my favorite players I've ever so seen. So what do you remember about that time? Because th- that was sort of the last great run for the Grizz in 2011. That also halted... The Bobcats, because that was those were some of the best Bobcat teams ever, um, with Daenerys McGee and Elvis Ackpole and Brad Daly and all. I mean, all the the decorated Bobcat guys. But that Sam Houston, they ruined the runs of like Caleb McSurry during his senior year, Daenerys McGee during his sophomore year. So we remember about those times. I remember that they're they're, they're relatively complicated on offense, um, and they that's changed some. You know, they they do a little bit different stuff, but they were then running a hybrid pistol, and it was kind of this pistol run game. This this a lot of quick action and and the, a quarterback involved in the run game uh, getting downhill pretty quick. I mean, really interesting, hard to prepare for on offense. And then on defense, I mean, just the waves of big Texas dudes up front. You know, they got depth on the defensive line in, an, in a unique way. They got 6'1", 300-pounders for days. Uh, P.J. Hall got drafted by the Raiders in the third round, and I think that was 2014. Um, you know, a dominant player in the FCS. He was, I think he was up for the Buck Buchanan Award as playing inside, you know, the yep. D-tackle. Um, Still plays a lot in the league. He still plays a lot in the league. And so the depth on defense has always been impressive. They are interesting in the secondary and in the skill positions. A lot of long, rangy, wiry, fast guys. They have big guys, small guys. But it's it's, it's not really where they hang their hat. It's kind of a little bit more up front defensively. And, and, and the offense is always going to be kind of a little bit of a running game mixed with some quarterback action. And, um, you know, Sam Houston State is definitely a premier program in, in the country. And there's a reason. And, you know, they got it rolling right now. I think that the dynamic of their program is so interesting. It's very actually similar to James Madison in the fact that because of where they're located, they're not nearly, they're, they are really popular within their own town, but they're largely irrelevant in their own state and region because of what they're surrounded by. And I think that that makes people on a national level even underrate them despite the accomplishments of both Sam Houston and James Madison. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Like yeah. Sam Houston is huge in Huntsville and in central Texas, but it's the. 11th most followed football program amongst college football programs probably. And that might be an exaggeration, but I mean, it ain't Texas, it ain't Texas A&M, it's not SMU, it's not Rice, it's not TCU, it's not Baylor. Baylor, it's not, you know, I mean, on par with Texas State now that they've moved up. I mean, I don't know, It's there's there's a lot of a lot of attention that they don't get that they probably deserve. And the same thing with James Madison being right there by Newport News and that whole area and... Uh, and UTEP, and you could go on and on and on. And yep. The thing is that when you look at Sam Houston State's roster, it's littered with transfers from all of those schools. Exactly, and that's a huge part of it too. I you, mean, Casey Keeler told me he said we don't we don't recruit out of state of Texas anymore. I said would, why would why would I? I can drive three hours any direction, and I got every high school kid I ever wanted. Totally, and and in the transfer market is just is ripe. You know, you yeah. guys that. Or want to come back to Texas? You're getting guys that want to stay in Texas. You got a million guys who are recruiting for you because all the players can be like, "Hey, my dude is not having a good time at UT. Call him." I looked up. I was watching some highlights and I saw. I was like, "Oh, who's 94? Ooh, next play. Who's who's 76?" Looked up both the guys, Texas A&M and Baylor, and it's like, "Yeah, yeah got it." 
Exactly. James Madison is a little bit similar as well. Yep, they transfers they can transfers. Get. Well then, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV. Let's start with the Friday night game. That one's between Montana and James Madison. Brooks Nuanas in studio breaking these things down. The Grizz at JMU. I think you could argue that the greatest and biggest win of uh, Bobby Houck's career came in 2008 in that upset of number one James Madison. That's a great example of what I'm talking about, about the anomalous nature of the playoffs. James Madison was the best team that year, and, and the Grizz beat them on the road. But they got really hurt in that game. And then they got ran over by Richmond the following week. Sometimes you beat the best team before you even play in the championship, before you even get to the championship. And uh, that was so long ago, I don't really think it has any effect on this current iteration of the Grizz, other than maybe Coach Houck. But there's some interesting folds here. I mean, Bobby Houck was in the mix to be James Madison's head coach back in 2016. And he's been on that campus. I asked him on Monday. I said, hey, you've been back there since 2008? He said, oh, yeah, I've been there. They showed me around. And he didn't really go into it, but he was implying that he knew about it. So I wonder if that has any, any influence on it. But other than that, though, it's just it's a tall task for the Grizz, but it's not because of this. You can say, wow, James Madison is the best team the Grizz have played this year. But also, what Montana does, their style, it's all based on them. So if they go out and just run roughshod and smash people and block punts and party on the pile, they can beat anybody. And so I really think it's it's a faceless opponent for Montana for the rest of the year. They're going to have to do that, though, because they are going to be overmatched in the other elements of the game. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the Grizz, it, I think we know where the defense stands, right? I mean, I think that's, yeah. that's fair to say. I think that special teams-wise, we've come to expect quite a high level of play. And and not only just functional play, but, but game-changing momentum-style play on special teams from the, from the Montana Grizzlies. They're... When Bobby Houck speaks a little bit in hyperbole and says this is the best defense he's ever coached at Montana, I think that's probably hyperbole. When he says it's the best special teams units, I think that that's probably a little bit more of an argument that you could have there. Right. I think that they're, they're darn good there. So we know what, we're, what we're getting on on defense from the Grizz. Yeah. Offensively is where they've had their struggles, which are well chronicled here and everywhere around the state. James Madison brings it on D. That's right. They're giving up 15 points a game. That's right. Um, they're giving. They've they've given up an entire all conference front seven. Every every guy on their front seven was first or second team all CAA. Yep, and, and I think that that is uh, going to be a big part of it. They also, in that same light, get after it on special teams. And you mentioned Colter Ethan Ratke, who is the all time leading scorer in the history of the world. Yeah, 556 sports. points coming into this game. It was the kicker. 101 made field goals. 101 made field goals. It's a lot. It's a lot more than most people have ever even tried. <laughs> yes. Uh, right now, he's averaging 12.7 points a game, which would be 14th in men's basketball <laughs> in, the, in, in the CAA. Uh, so those kind of things really do play a factor. Can Montana continue to play like this on special teams to make something it's got to give there? Because offensively, it's been a bit of a challenge. And they looked a lot better. Gosh dang, they put up 57 points. Colter, that's not easy to do. Right. You can't just be inept and get that done. Unless you have eight-yard fields. They pounded the ball to Sammy Kemp. Do you see that? They did. They also had 28 points off of a total of 75 yards of gained offense. I'm trying, well, to, I'm it, trying to see the positives here. <laughs> no, there's positives all the way around. I mean, you can only have the field you have in front of you. 
And so if you go get – no, they were better in the red zone. They were better uh, in, in finishing opportunities. And Sammy Kemp was catching passes. Gosh dang. 100 yards. 14. You know, we've been saying, what do you need to do? Throw it to the running back a little bit. Throw it to the tight end a little bit. You should probably force it to Sammy Kemp. Yeah. And that happens. So those kind of things are positive. Uh, you know, there's been some rumblings about uh, some coaching changes, some guys maybe, you know, on the Grizz staff getting some, some other looks around the country. Hopefully that doesn't have any effect. I, don't, I certainly don't think it will. Uh, Bobby Houck's teams are quite Quite mentally tough, and as he always says, you know, Coulter, I don't know if that matters. <laughs> Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV, Coulter Nuanas, Brooks Nuanas, doubling up your Nuanas now here on a Thursday. All right, so the Bobcats in Huntsville. I think this is fascinating because Sam Houston, all the credit in the world, they're riding the momentum of the um, national championship that they won in the spring. They carried the number one ranking from that first national championship. And they've won 22 games this this calendar year. That's a record that will never be broken. Montana State had a nine-game winning streak and were ranked number three in the country three weeks ago. Then they lost a game to the Grizz, and they fell in the polls. What I'm getting at is this is one versus eight in the bracket, but I think this is more like a 3-6 or 4-5 game. I know that's not that much of a difference. You're going to have to beat the best to be the best, but... I, I just think that Sam Houston is a really good team. They are not the overwhelming juggernaut that some number one seeds have been in the past. So I'm not necessarily saying they're vulnerable. I just think that there's a lot of narrative going around the state of Montana right now that it would be a huge upset if Montana State won. I think if you got Troy Anderson and Chase Benson on your team, you're not beating anybody is not an upset. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's fair. So I, I just think that I think that there's a good uh, a good opportunity here. I agree with you absolutely, Coulter. Um, the league Sam Houston plays in isn't as nearly as strong as the Colonial Athletic Association or or the Big Sky Conference. Um, no, nowhere near. And Sam Houston has been playing with house money for a little bit. They they ride in a, a hot streak. Um, but when you look at their stats, they're getting up on teams thirty five nothing in the second quarter. That's right. They haven't been challenged the way that a lot of teams at this point in the season have been. Um, Offensively, you know, I think Sam Houston is probably going to be able to score enough. But defensively, it's all if Montana State can can hold the ball and, you know, use the rushing attack that they have employed. If Montana State wins the time possession, I think that they have a really good chance to win. Um, just due to the fact that Montana State's defense isn't going to give up hordes of points. They're just not, you know. They, they might give up, you know, 24 points. They might give up four scores or something like that. But I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming amount. Can Montana State get that number to be a little bit lower by controlling the ball on offense? Uh, I think so. And I, I think that that rushing, that check with me offense, I mentioned that time a lot and Taylor Housewright are kind of collaborating on. It does slow the game down a touch. And I think that plays into Montana State's favor. Uh, we talked about the Grizz special teams as well as James Mass. And well, Montana State has not played overwhelmingly well on special teams. Their kickoff team is, is nice, but both their return teams have not been that productive. Um, 
So, so maybe that's something that can give. Uh, Willie Patterson had a big return last week. Uh, he had a big one at the beginning of the year where I've mentioned it before, the block in the back against Wyoming. That was housed for a touchdown that should have won that game. So they have had flashes, but overall their special teams has not been necessarily been game-changing. Their punt unit is nice. Their, their, their field goal unit is nice. Uh, but the return units aren't overwhelming. If that's something that maybe could change this week in Montana State, would then even have a better chance. But as you mentioned, Coulter, I do like the analogy of a, it's kind of a 4-5 game. I don't see Sam Houston just being this juggernaut number one seed. No question about it. Well, can't wait to make the trip. We'll have full coverage for you throughout our entire road trip. I guess plane trip, whatever. The trip across the country to D.C., then Harrisonburg, then Baltimore, then Houston, then Huntsville, then Vegas, and then Missoula. Should be a fun one. Thanks for coming by, man. Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Thanks, Colter. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. The final eight in the FCS playoffs includes several of the most storied programs in the country, including the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night, the only college football game in the country plays out in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as sixth-seeded Montana makes the cross-country trip to take on number three James Madison in the first matchup between the two national powers since 2008. Back then, the Grizz posted a 35-27 win over the top-ranked Dukes at Bridgeport Stadium to advance to the national championship game. This year, the Grizz face a JMU team that's rolled through its schedule, losing just one this season and outscoring its opponents on average 40 to 16 per game. The action kicks at 5 p.m. Mountain Time and can be viewed nationally on ESPN2. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, Montana State and Sam Houston book in the FCS quarterfinals for the Montana schools. Bobcats are the eighth seed and in search of knocking off the reigning FCS champion Bearcat winners of 22 straight. Sam Houston has not lost a playoff game at home in its history and one of those playoff wins came over MSU in the quarterfinals of the 2011 playoff. The Bobcats and the top seeded Bearcats kick off at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game can be viewed on ESPN+. Plus. Finally, other FCS playoff matchups this weekend include second-seeded North Dakota State, winners of eight of the last nine fall FCS titles, hosting number seven East Tennessee State, and number five Villanova, hosting a surging South Dakota State team that knocked out Big Sky Champion Sac State last week. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. What up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Happy to be coming to you. We're on our way across the country. So as you're listening, this little pre-recorded action, but want to bring you a full-fledged Nuanas Now here on a Thursday because there's so much stuff to get to covering all things college football as we make our way to Harrisonburg, Virginia to watch the University of Montana take on James Madison Friday night, and then we'll also be in Huntsville, Texas Saturday as the Bobcats take on Sam Houston. So big weekend for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, and we're happy to bring you all the action. If you're looking at the studio on SWX Montana, you see it's empty, but it's still the Northwest Motorsports studio that we're broadcasting through Northwest Motorsport. New to Montana, new to Missoula, you can find them at the corner of Stevens and Mount in the Garden City. You can also check them out online 
at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time now, though, to step outside of the college world into the world of high school sports. We'll give you a little recap of our Mattress Firm Student of the Week so far this week. We're 12 weeks into this. The fall semester winding down. We've heard some, some great athletes so far. So here's a little recap. And by the way, nominations are still coming in. You can always nominate students uh, at mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. That's mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. The end of the spring semester, we'll be picking a Mattress Firm Student of the Year for a substantial scholarship. But a lot of these kids are getting scholarships already because they're so involved and awesome. We got this series this year kicked off with Patrick Williams from the Glacier Soccer Team. And by the way, this is not just about athletes. This is about volunteering your community, doing a good job in the classroom, being involved in a lot of stuff, and just being a good person, really trying to contribute to the fabric of the state of Montana. So Patrick Williamson kicked it off. He's a Glacier Soccer player. We also had Ali Cottle, who's the manager for the Hellgate soccer team and a burgeoning journalist, very impressive young lady, very smart and articulate, thoughtful, so impressed talking to her. Zach Newton, offensive lineman from Great Falls High. Big news for Zach this week, he committed to Montana Tech, so he will head on over to play for Kyle Sampson and the Ore Diggers, so pretty cool for him. I know he expressed in our interview earlier this year he had big-time goals of Going on to play college football, so awesome for him to achieve those goals. And that's uh, like Mark Sampson, the head coach at Gray Falls High, said, it's who he wants his kids to grow up to be like. That's what they'd want his son to be. And uh, Mark Sampson himself has some pretty good sons already, including the one who Zach Newton's going to go play for in Kyle Sampson. So cool news for Zach Newton. We also had Tucker Zanto on as a student of the week earlier this year. He's a linebacker out of Helena Capital, and he also is heading to the college level. He committed to Carroll College earlier this week, so very impressive by him. Other mattress firms through the week so far this year, Maria Stewart, she's a two-sport athlete at Billings Central, plays volleyball and basketball, and also coaches a lot of youth basketball in the Billings area, so very cool, awesome for her. We also had Joe Phillip, a very soft-spoken, but very polite and uh, demure and kind kid who's a soccer player at Butte High School, and he was just so thrilled to be on and get an award, and it was very heartwarming, very cool uh, to catch up with Joe. We also had Amia Lords from Belt on. She's involved in all sorts of stuff, extracurricularly, sports and otherwise. Gotta love those small-town kids, those Class C kids making good in their communities. We heard from Corbin Johnson, who's a two-way starter for the Manhattan Tigers, was on a couple state championship teams there at Manhattan and on the football field, and also a basketball player and an all-around great kid who's got a 4.0 GPA and volunteers in a lot of different elements in his community. Wyatt Thomason, a kid from Kalispell Glacier, awesome story about the way football has impacted his life and what Grady Bennett, the head coach there at Glacier, has meant to him, serving as a father figure and really um, helping him navigate the waters of, of being an adolescent kid and a now a, a man that I think that kid's a good player too, man. I won't be surprised if he has an opportunity to go play football in college somewhere in, in Montana as well. We heard from Natalie Bosley, who was on CMR's state championship volleyball team and also a great philanthropist in the Great Falls community. And then we also got Josh Peterson, a three-sport athlete at Helena Capital, 
best sport probably is wrestling, and he also is awesome at the uh, jazz instruments. He's in the band, and I always love the athlete band crossover. I did that when I was in high school. It was very fun, very challenging, very competitive. Band's way more competitive than people think. A lot of competitions, and uh, that's one of the things that I loved about it. And then our most recent matches for Student of the Week, Stacey Murphy. She's a senior at Huntley Project, a state champion sprinter in track and field, also part of Huntley Project's volleyball dynasty, and uh, also a coach of youth in her community, coaching some of the small girls and also helping out with some of the special ed classes in her mom's first grade class as well as Special Olympics as well. So congratulations to all of our Student of the Week so far. It's an awesome endeavor. We love doing it. And uh, we appreciate Mattress Firm as well as our great partners at ABC Fox for partnering with us. You can go to mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. That's mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. Get your nominees in today. We'll have Mattress Firm Student of the Weeks each week throughout the academic year. More on Nuanas now. Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, joins us next. It's Houck Highlights. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find all that inventory online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time now for How Highlights, which features some of the best sound bites. From Montana head coach Bobby Houck, the Grizz play at James Madison, the third seed in the FCS playoffs. The Grizz are the sixth seed, taking place in Harrisonburg, Virginia. As you listen to this or watch it, we're on our way to Harrisonburg. That's why the studio is empty, but we thought we'd give you a nuanas now to get you through your Thursday. So here we are doing a Houck highlights presented. By Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, one of the most respected names in law in the Treasure State and the Garden City. Excited to announce the expansion of his firm. Congratulations to Nate Holloway and Angie Miller as becoming partners in the great firm. Any legal needs you have, criminal defense, personal injury, give Ryan Holloway and Miller a call today. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. How about Bobby Houck's opening thoughts on this game against the Dukes? Sure. Um, obviously, we were pleased with the uh, beating Eastern on on Friday night, and certainly dominating him and and uh, winning that game comfortably uh, felt really good. And you know, it was nice to have a Saturday to recoup a little bit and, and then get on to uh, 
to Madison and our prep for them. So, uh, you know, you get to this time of year, everybody's good. And uh, Madison is certainly uh, that. They're a really good team. Uh, they're good in all three phases. I think probably at least... I don't know. It's hard to quantify through an entire season, but they're a complete football team, as complete as we've seen. Um, they're well coached. They're sound in everything they do. I mean, it's just it's what happens when you get to this point in the season. Everybody knows what they're doing, and they have good good players and good coaching. Montana enters this game on a six-game winning streak after an explosive 57-41 win over Eastern Washington Friday night in Missoula. It was lit. We've been talking about it all week. How the Grizz been able to get this? Huh? Also, a funny moment from the press conference. The microphone and the speaker weren't uh, quite working, so Aaron Heiner, the sound guy there at the University of Montana, had to do a little army crawl on the floor, and uh, Coach Hawk had to make a little light of it. So, uh, pretty funny, but also just uh, Montana is playing at a really high level right now. How's the Grizzlies been able to do it? Six in a row now, and that was an awesome performance on Friday night. So, how have you guys been able to continue to build momentum, and, and what have been the key factors to how well you're playing right now? Well, I think that uh, it goes back to our players and their preparation. I think everybody's focused in on uh, preparing for the game and trying to play their best, and I, I just think that that's been... Uh, Tremendous. That's a uh, bad look, Aaron. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> I don't either. I was going to go further, but I'm not. Boss for saying, yeah. Okay. We're going to have to put a R rating on this. Uh, uh, certainly PG. Thir- certainly PG thirteen. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> That's great. We can say a similar question for you, Pat. I mean, you guys play such this momentum-based style. When the momentum gets going, you guys are so fun to watch. So how have you guys been able to really do that, especially this last six or eight weeks? Yeah, uh, like Coach touched upon, it comes from the preparation and the work that we put put in during the week. Um, and I'd, I'd have to say that a lot of it comes from um, them getting us ready, um, but then us kind of preparing on our own, watching the film, doing the um, proper film study that we have to do, and then just going out and um, putting the plan all together out on the field. That's the biggest part is going out and doing what we do. And I think, uh, obviously, you guys watched and we did that. Bobby, the expectation of excellence has always been something you've talked about and something you've emphasized. You expected to to be one of the the best teams in the country, but now here you are in the last eight teams. So what's that like, and and how have you guys just fulfilled the expectation that you you expect when it comes to excellence? Yeah, I I think that it's... uh, Twofold. One, we do expect to be there. I think uh, trying to get, you know, from our first season, you know, to our third season, I think the expectation, the locker room is there rather than, you know, rather than what's this guy talking about. I mean, I think that's the expectation of our players, which is where it matters. University of Montana has won at James Madison before. It's been almost 15 years, 14 to be exact, not 2008. In the semifinals of the FCS playoffs, Grizz went across the country, knocked off the number one ranked Dukes. Rodney Landers and JMU was certainly one of, if not the favorites of the national championship that year. And uh, Montana upset them to go to the national championship game for the second time under Bobby Houck. Here's Coach Houck on that trip. And also I asked him if he's been back there. If you know about the story, Bobby Houck was in the mix as James Madison's head coach. Potentially, he was the runner-up in 2016. And uh, what could have been if he would have landed there and what could have been if he had not returned to Montana could be a whole different ballgame. 
Bobby Houck on James Madison and his history in Harrisonburg. Coach, I remember 2008 when you guys went to James Madison and uh, had a pretty big win. So what do you remember about that that evening from 10 years ago? Well, they were ranked number one in the nation, and uh, we were kind of a young team that had got, entered the season without much regard for it and, and had gotten better through the season. Um, we played well. I also remember uh, their head coach, Mickey Matthews, a good friend of mine, and he was pretty disappointed because that was the best team he had had at JMU. So um, it was a fun night. You know, it was a good performance by us. How would you describe that venue? Oh, it's a great place. They have good. They have good stuff. Their people care about football. It's a great place. It's a good place to play. Have you been back there since? I've been through there. Yeah, yeah. I checked it out, and it's uh, it's really a cool place. It's a. It'll be a great place for game Friday night. And Patrick, your perspective just on James Madison, they've been one of the best programs in the country for quite some time now. So what do you think of this challenge? Yeah, I mean, you just said it. It's going to be a challenge. But um, us as a team, um, that's what we're looking forward to is a challenge. And um, <clears throat> Coach hit on it earlier that every team that's still playing right now is really good. And uh, um, that's what we're expecting. So we're going to prepare as such. And then we're going to go out and do what we do. And a few more thoughts. How highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller from Bobby Halk about the specifics of the matchup with James Madison, Montana's head coach, looking for yet another playoff win for his resume. A coach, they're obviously good in a lot of areas. Um, are there any in particular that jump out the page most to you? Well, the, the turnover margin where they're leading the nation jumps out, like way jumps out. I think the the uh, top two teams in the nation in terms of takeaways are us and them um, but their, their turnover margins superior to ours and, and they're leading the nation in that category so that stands out um, I think they're 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 good at a lot of positions so I mean their their wide receivers pop off the screen when you when you turn the film on obviously if that's happening the quarterbacks getting them the ball um, I like their defense. I, I really do. I think they're they're well personnel on defense. What's it like when you're facing off with a, an opponent you're not as familiar with, and there's not a lot of crossover um, during the season as far as like just preparing for a, a team like that? You don't have a uh, gauge on personnel against familiar personnel, but in terms of the the breakdown in the game planning from an X and O standpoint, standpoint it's, it's no different. Coach, you mentioned the, the turnover margin. Also, the, the third down defense that James Madison plays, that seems to really stand out to. I think 25% is what they're giving up. So what factors lead into that? I mean, what do they do well, particularly on third down? Well, I think probably they're really good up front. I mean, not, not probably. They are uh, very talented up front. They, they play well, and, and they win. And when you're winning up front, it gives you a good chance, particularly on third down. And you mentioned the receivers. It seems like they throw the ball down the field quite a bit, as did Eastern. So is there a transition there for the defense where they saw a lot of that last week as well? Well, they've got a pretty comprehensive pass game, so you can't just say, oh, they're just chucking it down the field. So, I mean, you got to stop what they do and what they give you on any given play. Coach, I know their quarterback was maybe a freshman and some of their other players um, were on the team when they most recently won a national championship. I guess how important is that or how useful is that for a team if there's guys who um, have seen what it takes to win a championship, I guess? Um, well, I think there's some residual effect to see how, how the guys ahead of you prepared, uh, sort of like what I was talking about earlier with our team. We're, we're evolving. 
couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual, but it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 